Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Right, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, the business at hand. And the business at hand this weekend is women's football um, because uh, not only the All Blacks uh, up there in North America are about to uh, undertake a, a game against the USA, but the football fans have a much more difficult much more difficult mission. Uh, they're up there to take on Canada, number sixth ranked team in the world at the moment, of course, Olympic champions. First game is uh, in Ottawa at uh, 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, about the same time the All Blacks kick off, actually. And the second, uh, 12.30 uh, on Wednesday in Montreal, and uh, Narelle Sindis joins us from Wellington this morning, of course, News Hub reporter and football host on Sky Sport. Now, Narelle, would you, would you just felt an earthquake or not? I actually have. I thought it was a truck maybe driving past my car because I'm also sat in like my parked car. And then hearing you talk about the earthquake, it probably was that. How long ago was it then? About 10, 15 minutes ago? No, it was less than that. It was uh, around about right. five minutes ago. About five oh minutes God, ago, yeah. Narelle, yeah. So, wow. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it was a decent one, 5.4. So uh, hopefully uh, all is good down there in the Wellington area as well. Um, hey, look, this yeah. is exciting uh, for the football fans, isn't it? I mean, and it's a tough task. The All Blacks are going to have a walkover, but Canada at home at the moment, uh, it's a really, really tough one. Uh, no, I think I know what one you'll be watching, though, Smithy. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's no better test than, I guess, to test yourself against the best in the world. And I guess, you know, Canada Olympic gold medalist, it's going to be a pretty hard task, especially with a new coach and Six uncapped players have been called in because, of course, they can't take any Australian or New Zealand-based players due to border restrictions. But I'm really excited. I'm not necessarily uh, that confident on getting a result, but I think the occasion more so is what I'm actually buzzing for. I uh, I spoke to the new coach, Yitka Klimkova, the morning she got announced. So I ended up chatting to her, I think, 10 o'clock her time. And um, I think she was in Czech Republic or something at that point. And I was expecting her to be completely over, like, interviews and stuff. And instead, she's like, hi, Narelle, like, really, really enthusiastic. And she's one of those people, you just feel like she's looking straight through you. And everything you say, she sounds super interesting. And she almost started interviewing me, I think. So I just mm-hmm. got a really good vibe from her. I don't get that vibe from a lot of coaches, but I did from her. Uh, Narelle, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she's the first head coach, female head coach uh, for the football fans. I think we've had assistant coaches, women assistant coaches around the scenes, etc. So this is a really, a really, uh, in today's society and uh, the way we're heading, etc., uh, this is a, a, a huge step, but a really exciting one too with uh, uh, Jitka taking control. It is, yeah. I think she's the first full-time women's head coach and they signed her on a six-year deal, so that's right up until the 2027 Women's World Cup. And, of course, 
you've got another Olympics in the mix. So New Zealand football are really investing in her big time. Um, she's not a complete stranger, though. She coached uh, the under-17s for a bit, was assistant to the football ferns a few years ago. So she has been in and around the traps and understands the New Zealand football system, which I think is such an important thing at the moment. They haven't had the best run of coaches lately, apart from Tom Samani, who we miss dearly. But I also get the impression that she it's almost going to be a clean slate, and forgive the Love Island reference, but she's not scared to step on people's toes. She's not going to give, I guess, places in the starting lineup to the people who have been there the longest. So even the captaincy is up for grabs again. So I'm really excited to see, I guess, what she brings and how she can get the football firms playing. And I guess give opportunities to some players that probably have deserved it in the past and due to the border restrictions, that's why you're going to see so many new young faces. So I think it's a good chance for them to really state their claim for a starting spot as well, pushing towards that home World Cup. Okay, so let's look at that squad of 22. As you mentioned, there are six new caps uh, amongst it. Who are you looking forward to see stepping out, given the opportunity? I'm really looking forward to seeing Amelia Abbott. So she's a midfielder, and she was part of that under-17 squad who won bronze at the World Cup in Uruguay. Um, She also scored a goal which was nominated for goal of the tournament. So she's another one who's been in that American college system. So I'm really excited to see, I guess, her really step up to that next level. Uh, so I'm hoping that she gets a run in. I'm hoping that she doesn't let, I guess, the pressure and the occasion get to her because it is such a big thing and she probably wouldn't have had this chance for another few years, probably until after the World Cup if border restrictions were in place. So I think it's almost a blessing in disguise, as bad as that sounds and as under strength as it may be. I also see the good side of it as well. Okay, let's. Uh, uh, the, the experienced names oh, I can uh, looking down the squad. Uh, you know, I can see Erin Naylor there. I, I can see Ali Riley. Um, um, you know, as you say in the midfield, there's still some depth. Rhea Percival, uh, and then uh, up front, I'm looking at, at Rosie White. Uh, so the, the experienced names there that we've depended on uh, for quite some time are still apparent. But who who will be um, going forward? Who will we be missing the most, perhaps, in that squad? Going forward, I think Hannah Wilkinson, she's such a big mm. physical presence. So she's one, She's actually in Northland at the moment, so she's just signed with Melbourne City in the W League. So she's come back from Europe to kind of resettle herself in, I guess, this side of the world, ahead of the World Cup. But I think she'll be hugely missed. And um, you mentioned Rosie White. I don't know if you remember, Smithy, but she was one of the ones who was unavailable for the Olympics. It was her and Rebecca mm. Stott. They both actually had, like, serious medical conditions. So... Rosie's got hers under control, so it's great to see her back and, I guess, back to full fitness because she was sorely missed at the Olympics. Uh, but someone else who, whose name's not on that squad sheet at all is defender Abby Erzberg. Now, she is involved in that, I guess, that big scandal in America in terms of their women's football. So her coach at North Carolina, now her ex-coach, Paul Riley, was sacked because he was um, alleged to have, I guess, conducted sexual misconduct towards the players and stuff, and Abby's the captain of that team. So you can imagine the toll that not only it's taken on her, but the whole league. So she's actually made herself unavailable for personal reasons. So that's a huge loss in itself. And I do hope that she's okay, though. I can't imagine going through something like that with your boss. Mm. No, I can't either. I, I absolutely can't. In fact, you Awful. know, the fact that she's, she's uh, you know, she has turned down an opportunity to play uh, and such an uh, you know, important occasion for us, and, and bearing in mind we have so few matches on our schedule, uh, that just yeah, shows so how deeply she, she is. Yeah. 
like hardly yeah. any travel, you know, which you don't really get for a football fans campaign. So I was really, really shocked to see that. But I do think well, she'll be back hopefully sooner rather than later. And hopefully the football fans secure some matches in the November window as well. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be great news. Uh, but at home, closer to home, uh, even greater news is uh, the Wellington Phoenix women's team is really now starting to take I shape, know. which is it's, <laughs> it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. I look forward to some of those great double headers when we can get back to normal, etc. Wouldn't that be a great day out at the football? Um, but what about the, the squad, the depth that they're starting to build, the names that are starting to get added to that list? Yeah, well, I can't believe that's actually happening, Smithy. I mean, it's been talked about for so many years, and it's actually super exciting. So they they named their first signing early in the week, and then I guess the signings come thick and fast. But the first one, actually, Lily Alfeld, she's a goalkeeper. I actually went to Lincoln High School with her, so me and her go way back. So I was very, very happy for her. Um, but she's an excellent shot stopper. She played for Perth in the W League last season, which was her first, I guess, professional campaign and I think it was like maybe four or five weeks she got voted for save of the round so very very easy in terms of looking for highlights for her to put together when she was announced Mm. Uh, so yeah I think she's going to be absolutely key for them and I'd even think she'd be a shout to be captain to be honest so yeah awesome just watch out for her you can't miss her Uh, a few other ones Chloe not she played in the New Zealand Women's League for Northern Lights so She's super experienced as well. And you've got the youngsters like Grace Wisniewski, who was also part of the bronze medal squad. So super, super young squad. But I think they're only going to learn one way, and that's by playing matches. So I think this first year, they're not really setting any crazy expectations on themselves just to go out there and, I guess, find their feet and find their identity as a team. How damn cool for the development of women's football, though. That's the thing for me. And I I think it's going to reflect in... uh, uh, the higher the higher level uh, pretty quickly with all that experience and that competitive nature week after week basically Oh absolutely I think you're going to have more people putting their hands up for those football fern spots and I was talking to someone during the week actually and you know obviously the 2023 World Cup is jointly hosted but the Matildas the Australian national team they're almost like superheroes and royalty in Australia and I mean you go around the country, I don't think you'd find many people who could name you at least one player for the football ferns. So I think that whole, I guess, name it needs to change. And the only way I see that changing, as harsh as it sounds, is if the football ferns start winning matches. That's how you get people on board, isn't it, Smith? You know, you've been around, you've seen teams fail and you've seen them succeed. And I guess one of the main reasons why that is is they get results and they build a following, you get fans on board. And we do want New Zealand to turn out for that home World Cup, especially if overseas fans can't make it. Oh, it's going to be great. Absolutely great. Uh, and we do need a, a really creditable performance from the home side. Mm. Speaking of fans, uh, you're a Liverpool fan. You're not Spurs, <laughs> you're a Liverpool fan. How, how the hell did you get that? And, and what are you making of Liverpool? They, what, they beat Atletico Madrid 3-2 on Wednesday. Um, a pretty good comeback uh, in, in that game, scoring a late winner. So uh, Liverpool, how, why, and what do you reckon? Well, I mean, as you know, I'm super biased, but I mean, Mo Salah, he's the best in the world right now. And I think that's one of the reasons why we are doing as well as we are is because of him. He can turn uh, something out of nothing, basically. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the last few goals he scored in the Premier League. He's had about three or four defenders on him. And there's like screenshots going around thinking like, there's no way he scores from there. And he does. So I think he's definitely carrying us this season, but... Liverpool, I mean, they're kind of cruising through the Champions League, aren't they? Can't say the same for everybody else, but 
Premier League also. I mean, it's definitely early days, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but definitely title contenders. Matthew, who's your football team? I'm a Spurs. Uh, we got beat this morning, I think, in the champ uh, in the associate, the Europa oh, Champ yes, League. Uh, yes, that, don't bother just... watching that, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, it's but way below your status, I guess. Yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> yeah, has Liver- yeah. Liverpool, Man U, Monday morning, 4:30 a.m. Oh, 4.30. Oh, okay. I'll probably get up for that one because it's a it's a public holiday here, even though I have to work. But that should be oh, that should be great match. Hey, Ronaldo. I mean, I, I I was hoping he wouldn't be as good as what he has been in the past, and I hope maybe he'd get there and he'd flop or something. But he just hasn't, has he? I mean, even in the cha- in the Champions League, popping up with that winner the other morning, and oh, I just yeah, it's going to be pretty cool to see Ronaldo up against Salah actually. If he's two of the best, go head to head. Uh, and before we um, we let you go, uh, Nirel, please uh, an update on where you think the the Wellington Phoenix men's team are, are shaping up for the A League this season. Um, uh, they're mm-hmm. heading off, I think, to Australia pretty shortly, aren't they, for another long stint away, by the look of it. Yeah, so I think they've locked in the first of November to head over because that's when I guess New South Wales are getting rid of their quarantine. So they were going to go at the end of October, but they're actually going to wait a few more days just so they don't have to do that quarantine. But to be frank. Smithy, like their team is not shaping up at all well. Uh, I guess losing their captain Stephen Taylor a few weeks ago, you probably remember that whole debacle going down. It was just an awful situation. So they haven't really replaced him in terms of the standard that he leads. And also Elisa Stavila, so he was the captain last season, the Mexican maestro. They really haven't recruited for him as well. They they definitely need a few good imports to come in and really bolster their team. And I think last week they had a, a pre like preseason game against. A Wellington local team. They only just managed to field a starting eleven because of injuries, and they've got players stuck in Australia. Some of them are stuck in Europe and the Middle East. So until they come together in Australia, it's uh, yeah, it's super hard to tell. But I mean, just from what I've seen from the last few weeks, I think they're pretty far from where they need to be at this point. Um, and obviously, the season starts, and I think. Just under a month is, is the Phoenix's first game against MacArthur, mm. actually. So that's going to be a real, real tough challenge first time up as well. Just be, uh, could we, could we, as we say goodbye to you, Narelle, thank you very, very much for your input this morning. I love uh, finding out more about um, the football ferns as well. Uh, you couldn't uh, take us out on the chorus of You'll Never Walk Alone, could you? Uh, how about, how about sing along? Sing along, Narelle, sing along. Are you going to sing? I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you, Narelle. Oh, you are doing this to me on a Friday? Wow. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. How long have we Here got? you go, no. This is Narelle Sindos, everybody. <laughs> Walk Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, oh, Narelle, Jerry, and the Jerry and the Jerry and the pacemakers would be proud of you. Thank you very much for your input this morning. Have a great weekend. Thanks, <laughs> Cheers. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, great fun there, Narelle Sindos, and loves her football. Absolutely loves her football and knows a whole lot about it too.